Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I'm here with Scott Freeman, and we want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to Community Group Training. The goal of Community Group Training is to address challenges that group leaders face regularly and to help them feel competent to equip their groups well. Today, we're talking about an issue that all leaders have either dealt with or will deal with at some point, having group members who don't attend regularly. All right, let's listen in to our discussion. Well, Scott, great to see you today. We're talking today about attendance in groups and how to lead group members who aren't attending regularly. How often do you hear about this issue from leaders? Chris, I think this is probably the concern I hear most regularly from mm-hmm. leaders. Okay. Uh, I know our leaders understand that people are busy. They have a lot going on, but it's still frustrating when we spend time and energy to get ready for a meeting and then folks just all show up. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll also say that the season we're heading into coming up soon, the spring, is typically the most challenging for attendance. And why is that? You know, I think there are a lot of factors, but the, the group schedule is a little more sporadic because of breaks. You know, we just had Martin Luther King weekend. Over the next few months, we're going to have Easter, spring break, you know, different spring breaks for different yeah. school districts. Yeah. We've got Mother's Day. We've got Memorial Day. And these may not affect our midweek groups as much as our Sunday groups, but when you have that many breaks in the schedule, it can mm-hmm. be difficult to, to gain traction, and attendance suffers as a result. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, as much as I hate to say it, as the weather improves in the spring, there are more distractions, things competing for our time. Kids' yeah. sports practices pick up. They have more games, uh, more people taking trips to the lake and the beach. And, you know, these are all good, fun things, but they do comp- – become competition for our group attendance. Yeah. So what do you think is a realistic expectation for group members with regards to attendance? You know, we kind of say when we talk, are talking about groups and discovery and foundations that uh, 80% attendance for mm-hmm. group is a good goal. But we also know that every situation is different. So it's hard to kind of set a hard and fast percentage and draw a line in the sand. I mean, sure. we, we know group members get sick, their kids get sick, childcare yeah. falls through, business mm-hmm. trips come up. So there are a lot of things that, you know, even completely committed members can have come up and they may not meet that 80% mark. You know, I think the bigger issue is just how well people communicate. I personally would rather have a member attend 60, 65% of my meetings and let me know in advance when they're going to miss versus somebody who comes 80% of the time, but just no shows the other 20% without any notice or, or reason for doing so. Yeah. Well, let me play the devil's advocate for a minute. Why is attendance so important? I mean, why can't you just roll with who is there each week and not worry about it? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, first of all, from a, from a leader's perspective, it's disruptive when people miss often, you know, it takes time when somebody has missed few weeks and they show up to, to update them on what's happened, to ask them how they're doing. Yeah. Um, if the group's doing a multi-week study, you know, life stories or something like that, it can be impossible to catch them up and, mm-hmm. and, and it can negatively impact the morale of the group. You know, if, if my group asks me, you know, this week, hey, where are the rivers? Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, it kind of sends the subtle message that attendance is just optional and, the, and they may be more likely to bail when things get hectic for them also. Yeah. You know, compare that to the group saying, hey, where are the rivers? And I'm able to say, you know, Chris called me yesterday. He let me know they're sick, but ask yeah. everybody to pray for them, and, and they'll see us again next week. That's that's a completely different deal. So true. I mean, I completely understand that and can relate. What are some ways that our leaders can get buy-in from their members and improve attendance? You know, we talk often in leading a group about trying to be more proactive than reactive. You know, the best time to talk about a problem is before you have the problem. And so I try to begin every semester when I'm leading a group by just outlining what we expect. 
you know, talk about why it's important for everyone to attend regularly. And when, yep. when you're saying it up front before it's become an issue, it's, it's much less threatening. It does kind of set that expectation. You know, some other kind of strategies we can do is, and we talk about this for different reasons, but giving everybody in the group a role or a responsibility or a job to do. First That's of all, good. that takes weight off of the leader. It gives, you know, it spreads things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also makes it more likely that people are going to show up. You know, if you have one person bringing a snack, another person being responsible for taking notes and maybe emailing everybody after the group, mm-hmm. have another person or another couple host the meeting, you know, people are going to be less likely to no-show if they know that you're depending on them for something specific. Another strategy that we've talked about is is just increasing points of contact with group members between meetings. You know, yeah. if, I, if I text a group member on Friday and say, hey, I've been praying for you this week, looking forward to seeing you on Sunday, that can go a long way toward setting expectations. Man, those are great strategies. They're actually pretty simple, and I can see where they would be really helpful. What do we do if we do those things, but folks start missing anyway? You know, if, if a group-wide problem does develop, it's appropriate to address it with the group again. You know, I would say in an encouraging way, say something like, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the semester, but attendance, honestly, for our group has just dropped off recently. I know we're all busy, but let's finish the semester strong and try to be here every week. You know, yeah. something along those lines is an appropriate way to address it. One thing I do have to caution us on here, and, and this is just kind of an overall leadership idea, but let's not have group discussions to solve individual problems. You know, mm-hmm. we've all probably been part of meetings like this. This used to drive me crazy when I was a teacher. We'd have a faculty meeting, and the principal would, would call us all in and say, hey, we we need to be sure that we're all getting to school on time in the morning. I've noticed that some of you are getting here late. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem was everybody in the room knew who she was talking to. Yeah. You know, some, some of us weren't getting here late. Mike was. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And um, the principal just didn't want to have a difficult conversation with Mike, so mm-hmm. she wasted all of our time and had a meeting when a, when a conversation would have been much more appropriate and effective. And mm-hmm. so if you've got one person or one couple that's missing regularly, just have a one-on-one conversation with them. Yeah. And, and I would say do so sooner rather than later. You know, there could be a very simple explanation that maybe you could even do something about. Maybe yeah. Maybe they – you know, have had childcare issues and they were embarrassed to say something that, you know, they, mm-hmm. they couldn't afford a sitter or, or something like that. And that's something that's easily fixable. Yeah. You know, and, and on the other side, it may lead to them saying, you know, this group just isn't a priority for me right now and, and they need to drop out. And while yeah. that isn't what we want to happen, it's better than not addressing it and their absence just negatively impacting the group week after week. Yeah, that's good. Do you have any suggestions about how that conversation could go beyond what you were just using as an example? Yeah, you know, when I've had these conversations with individuals or couples in the past, I've been tempted to go in just guns blazing Mm -hmm. and make the case for why they needed the group. God calls us to be in community. You can't grow spiritually in isolation. Mm -hmm. You know, this group has to be more important to you and is more important to your future than youth soccer or trips to the beach. Yeah. While all these may be true and may be said that, you know, Coming in with that lead can make them defensive and honestly can backfire. And Mm -hmm. so I found it more effective to lead with why the group needs them. You know, Mm -hmm. you may still say some of those other things, but, but leading with something like, you know, we miss your sense of humor when you're not there. Yeah. Or, you know, I appreciated your, you know, your comments on Acts 2 when we were talking about it last Mm -hmm. week. And when, when you're not there, something's missing from our discussions. You know, honestly, for some folks, you may have to get creative for, you know, what you're missing. Yeah, man, you, you bring the best potato chips. So, mm-hmm. you know, something, something along those lines. But just remember that our primary job as group leaders is to disciple our members, to help them grow spiritually. And we mm-hmm. can't do that if they're not there. That's and, right. Um, 
So when we challenge them on their attendance, while it may feel awkward in the moment, just, you know, be comforted in the fact that we're doing what's best for them, whether they see it in the moment or not. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's great, man. This has been good. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we land the plane? Well, I would say, you know, even if you do everything we've just discussed, there are going to be weeks where attendance is just low. And I would encourage you to try to find the silver lining in that. You know, we don't want that to be the case every week, but it can give you the opportunity to spend more time with your members one-on-one, to build relationships in a more intimate setting. I've yeah. had groups where, you know, at first glance, I was a little disappointed with the number of people that were there, mm-hmm. but it led to a bond or a conversation between two of the people that, that had shown up that I couldn't have, you know, it yeah. wouldn't have happened had the whole group been there. And so yeah. I would just say, you know, look for opportunities in those moments. Again, we don't want that to be the case all the time, but we can make the best of it and we can make our group better when, mm-hmm. when that does happen. Man, this has been great, Scott. Thanks for sharing that. I always appreciate it being in the room with you on these conversations. I'm excited because we've got a couple episodes prepared that we've been working on to equip our leaders with. Can you share just what's around the corner for us when it comes to training and what we can be expecting soon? Sure. As we've surveyed leaders in the past, we've asked for topics Mm -hmm. that leaders feel unequipped to handle. Uh, And this may be, you know, a situation that folks deal with in their group. It could even be a conversation you're having with a coworker. So we want to equip people around really tough topics. And so we have tasked different staff members on our group life staff to kind of research these and and come up with best practices and create some some links for us. And so some of those topics that we're going to look at over the next few months include, you know, suicide prevention, Mm. both, you know, dealing with someone who's considering suicide to reacting biblically when you encounter someone who's had a relative who, you know, took their own life. Anxiety, depression is, is a big one, Mm. you know, related to mental health, miscarriage and infant loss Mm. is something that we've heard, you know, leaders want more equipping on abuse, domestic violence, Mm. issues related to children and students, and then affairs, separation. I mean, all of these are topics that, Many of our leaders deal with in their groups, but again, we we deal with these just in, you know, being human and and meeting, talking with neighbors, talking with friends. So we're going to take two of these a month and release those uh, hopefully in March, April, and May Mm -hmm. and equip our leaders and give them some ways to be able to shepherd their people and disciple their people more effectively. Man, well, they're not the most incredibly exciting (laughs) topics, but I think the equipping piece, well, I appreciate that we are getting some people in here to really help us focus on that. I think that'll be good for us. So, well, thanks again for joining us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Great. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, we want to thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to a Group Life staff member or email us at grouplife at gracechurchsc.org and we'll get you connected. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.